What's going on? This is Miles, and you're listening to Talking With Beauties. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the podcast, Talking With Beauties, episode 70. And on today's episode, we're going to talk about the World Series. World Series is set. We're going to do a preview episode. We're going to talk about the two teams, the matchups, who we think is going to win. But first, let's introduce our guest. We got one guest on today, and it's Kettler. What's going on, dude? What's up, Miles? Happy to be here. Thank you for showing up, dude. So it's going to be a quick episode. We're just going to talk about a couple teams, talk about the Texas Rangers, talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks, how they got here, talk about uh, their matchup against each other, who we think are going to win, and who's going to win the MVP. So you ready to start this one? Let's go. All right, let's talk about the Rangers first. So the AL pennant champs, they went 90-72 and 72 in the regular season, second in the AL West second wild card spot behind Tampa Bay, which they had to face in the wild card series, which they ended up winning two games to zero. Then they had to face Baltimore, the best team in the AL in the divisional round, and they swept them as well, three games to zero. So they went into the ALCS going up five games, no losses. They went to place Houston, had to play on the road to start off, ended up losing all home games in this one, but won all road games winning this one in seven games by a score of four to three against Houston and going to the World Series for the first time since 2011 when they lost in seven games to the St. Louis Cardinals. So, Kettler, for you, what's the big things about Texas? What have you seen this last postseason? What have you seen all season that really kind of jumps out to you? Well, Texas, even though they became the five seed with uh, in the postseason, you know, I truly believe they were one of the top things in the – top teams in the American League, especially in the AL West when you when you go. I mean, the Astros got the, the top seed when it came – or the second seed, but they were the better team. They were the better bats. They spent the big money. They spent about a billion dollars for uh, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager, you know, so that's their core, first and second batter. And then Adolis Garcia, who's literally been a guy who got cut by the, by the Cardinals – our, yeah, the Cardinals, and then he was just – he got DFA'd by the Rangers a couple of times, and he came back, which I think is remarkable. Jonah Heim was a, a triple-A guy for seven years. You got a young superstar, Josh Young, at third base. Evan Carter, who's been great for them because they never had a, a solid left fielder that were lacking that. And their nine-hole hitter, even Leotis Tavares, that guy's hitting home runs, robbing home runs – as the nine-hole hitter. So it's a well-versed team. Their bullpen was one of the problems that actually with coming into all these series, and especially the Houston series, was like their bullpen might be the problem. And But they, they stuck with Josh Spores, Chapman, and uh, LeClerc. And the reason it's worked for them for this point is because their starting pitching has got them late, uh, long innings, a lot to the sixth or seventh inning almost every game except for that one game when Andrew Heaney started and it was a bullpen game. So their bullpen coming into the series was the weakness, but they found ways to go through that and be able to overcome those troubles and win the series. Winning on the road is not easy, but I know everybody was saying Houston was struggling at home, but that's no excuse. They won the World Series at home last year, you know? So it's not – and since 2019 when they got the new batter's eye, they said, oh, it's been a struggle. Houston saying this. It's been a struggle to hit a home. But they won the World Series last year in 2022. So 
Texas, they beat Houston, even though they lost. Texas lost the last game of the season against Seattle. They still beat Houston and proved that they were the top team in the AL. So they have a lot riding on them, and I, I think Texas is doing not too bad. What do you think? Going into this, we had that preview episode of playoffs, and we all yeah. said that we don't like how the bullpen's looking. I think that's the reason why they would have lost to, to Baltimore. But they pretty much proved to everybody that, yeah, the bullpen's not their strongest point, but it still wins them games. I mean, yeah, LeClerc did blow maybe a save or two going down into the playoffs, but he was able to bounce back from that. The offense was able to answer for those those uh, mistakes and stuff like that. So it, it ultimately is not that bad of a bullpen. They were able to figure it out when the time came. Um, because that starting pitching is going seven innings or six innings. Exactly. So they only need spores, Chapman, and LeClerc. They really haven't used much more than that. They have more in the bullpen. They have like Dane Dunning, they have Andrew Heaney, and they have other guys in that bullpen. But they're just not needing them because it's simply – it's more of a risk factor. And there's Jordan Montgomery, uh, Evaldi, and um, what's his face? Uh, Scherzer? Scherzer, yeah, that's his name. Have held the ground. You know, they, they've yeah. done enough to actually not need them in a sense. So, yeah. Yeah, no, it's been really impressive by the starting pitching. I like that Bruce Bochy is able to kind of like stick him out there, try to help out that bullpen as much as he can because I think he knows just as much as everyone else. This is not the strongest part of the team. So the limited amount of innings he could go with his bullpen, the better. And it definitely has worked out. Definitely those first two series when they won uh, by sweeps. That Houston series was a little questionable. Um, when you're talking about that batter's eye, though, both teams are hitting with that batter's eye. So I do not find that as a, a good excuse for Houston. Um, they're actually playing there the most out of anybody. So they should be the ones adjusting to it compared to other teams. So I have right. no sympathy whatsoever for uh, bad batter's eye or just not being able to hit at the ballpark. Because there's two teams playing at the same ballpark. And the home team should be able to have the advantage there. So I have zero sympathy there. We did mention, though. Uh, road teams have won every single game in that series. That's only the second time in history that the road team has won every game in a single series. Uh, the last time was in 2019 when the Astros faced the Washington Nationals Nationals, excuse me, in the World Series. Nationals won that World Series. So unfortunate news for Houston. That's not the good side of history there. But it's just amazing that not one home team was able to get it done. And it seemed like game five, Texas was able to get it done then they had that meltdown in the ninth inning. So I think Texas overall is looking very good. You already mentioned the lineup. It's just stacked all all up and down. And even the bench, see, the bench is coming in for uh, pinch running, fielding, uh, hitting these opportunities. So I think overall Texas is probably one of the best well-rounded teams in the AL, um, and they've proven it going to the World Series now. Well, you like like you just said on that, uh, like Evan Carter – he started in left field, but then when there's a righty on the mound, I mean, a lefty on the mound, Carter wasn't starting. Now, Carter ended up coming into those games, but Robbie Ghost, Grossman or Mitch Garver, there was one thing I liked about Bochy. He was starting – he started the same 10 or 11 players. It wasn't yeah. all nine, but – or I guess it, eight, including the DH, which makes it nine. But – um. It wasn't a consistent same lineup every single day. He has that depth of Grossman, of Mitch Garver, all those players who just could do a different aspect of the game. And he's not afraid to use them. He's not afraid to use them, which is good. And 
like even even in game seven, they used Montgomery in the bullpen, you know? So it's like yeah. he he wasn't afraid to go the traditional way of, oh, he's fatigued. You know, this is the postseason. This is the World Series. You gotta put your best on the line and you gotta wanna go beat your opponent. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Bochi, he knows what to do. I mean, this is his third LCS uh, with a third different team, which is actually the first manager to do so. He did it back in 98 with the Padres. He did it three times with the, the Giants back in 2010, 2012, and 2014. And then, of course, the third time this year, 2023, with the Rangers. So going back to those San Francisco years, you see how he managed. It's actually, I think, it's very similar to how he's managing the Texas Rangers right now. The Rangers coming in, not being one of the top teams, uh, in everybody's eyes, but he's able to make them be in those top teams. Just like how I thought the Giants were um, in some of those years, they just, they're not technically the top teams in the NL those years, but he was able to make them those top teams in the NL those years. So I and think they, waited, they won really the trade deadline too. Yeah. They won the trade deadline too, you know, because they got Monty, they got Scherzer because of them going down without the Grom. And then, you know, they have like Martin Perez, who was a great all star like two years ago. And now, is not even you haven't even seen him in a game yet and stuff, you know. So yeah. they really want at the trade deadline too. And it's it's going back to how I was saying, letting them go six, seven innings. Why pull a guy? And that's the one thing I don't like about the Diamondbacks. I know we're not talking about the Diamondbacks, but they pulled the pitchers too early. But Bochi he lets if he's dealing, uh, who cares if you're facing a lefty? You know? I mean yeah. there was a perfect example of Bochi the other day. And I know it goes a little statistics but the lefty-lefty matchup against Jordan Alvarez, right? Everybody was like, why isn't Chapman out against Jordan for this matchup? Because yeah. Jordan hit a home run against him on a slider that was outside. That was a remarkable home run the right field in Houston. But be- before that at bat, Jordan was like six for nine for him against that series. Like, So the stats don't – it's not always lefty-lefty matchup, yeah. you know? It's it's sometimes who is the hot hand and who's dealing – if Evaldi or whoever was pitching that game had two two hits and seven innings, like why not keep him out there? You know what I mean? So Yeah. I agree. Yeah, if if the matchup just because it looks good on paper isn't working in the game, don't do it. Right. So yeah. Texas Rangers overall look very good. Definitely deserve being in that top AL spot right now. Let's move on they to do. the Diamondbacks. So Diamondbacks, they got here a little bit more different. Uh, 84 and 78 record in the regular season. Second in the NL West, although they were third in the wild card. They beat Milwaukee in the wild card series two games to zero. Also had to go beat the LA Dodgers in the divisional series, and they swept them just as as pretty much dominant as the Milwaukee series, three games to zero. Then they went over to Philadelphia, had to play over there. They beat them in the NLCS seven games four games to three. Um, this actually makes Philadelphia, the city of Philadelphia, have now lost seven straight game sevens. The Phillies have lost one. 76ers have lost four of them. And the Philadelphia Flyers have lost two of them. So not good for the city of Philadelphia there. Uh, the Diamondbacks, though, they joined the 1987. Philly going down. Oh, my God. That's such a cringy that's song. That's what's in. <laughs> such a cringy song. <laughs> Um, the 2023 Diamondbacks joined the 1987 Minnesota Twins as the only teams with a negative regular season run differential to make the World Series. And in that 1987 World Series, Minnesota would end up going on to win 
that World Series. So history is on the Diamondbacks' side here. The last time they made the World Series, though, 2001 against the New York Yankees. They actually won that World Series for their first one, and they won it in seven games. So, or Kettler, excuse me, geez. What do you think about the Diamondbacks? How do you think they look? Do they compare to the to the Rangers whatsoever? What are your thoughts about it? Uh, so the Diamondbacks, of course, different approach, different different thing, but at the end of the day, it's still baseball. There's The Rangers have a thing called superstars. They have big name, spent a lot of money. The Diamondbacks kind of went the more, yes, they have some star players, but they have a lot of youngsters too. You know, they have Gabriel Moreno, who they got in a trade from Toronto. They have Corbin Carroll, who 25 home runs, 50 stolen bases, all starting all-star. This year, leadoff hitter, um, a stud. You got Alex Thomas who hits that that pinch hit home run against Kimbrel in that one game in the in the championship series against the Phillies. And it's just a conventional. It's baseball, you know. And it's not always. Phillies were definitely the better team in that series, but they found a way to win. And, and in the last two games, game six and game seven. I think they stole eight to ten stolen bases. I think it was something yeah. crazy number like that. And the first five games of the series, they I think they only stole less than five. I think it was. I think like, it was, I think it was like, yeah, I think yeah, it was like it was really low. You know, so they they found a way to win. It's not always who can hit the home run because if you look at the statistics, compared them to any or to, compared them to the Rangers, they hit. Uh, the the D-backs have hit 166 home runs. The Rangers hit 233 home runs for, for the regular season. So it you, that tells you the big difference how Texas Rangers, yeah, they're a home run hitting team. They, they are going to hit a lot more. But they're still going to find a way to win. Yeah, the Diamondbacks have 84 wins this season. So it's not like yeah. they were the – they were not the 100 win – or the close to 100 win Dodgers – but they found a way to win. They found a way to win throughout this entire series. Their manager, Troy uh, Lovello, says, like, we're not going to go all the way across country to get our ass kicked. You know, they literally yeah. worked their butt off, and they proved it. You know, or the bank is not an easy place to play at all. Like, I honestly thought we were saying snakes alive, you know, but they, they were definitely the underdogs, you know. But I give them full props. They're gallon and and – more Gallon, but they, Gallon and Mira Kelly need to figure it out a little bit. I think they need to extend Fott a little bit longer in the him pitching because he only pitched yeah. like four or five innings in the in the game seven. But their bullpen's great as well. I gotta say, like Miguel Castro is not bad, but we gotta go with uh, that Miguel Castro is like their five six man, and then you know they got Paul Seawald as their closer. They have. Uh, Ginkle is their eighth inning guy. They have Sal Frank, who's been a great seventh. And you have Thompson, who's been playing multiple innings in the bullpen. Yeah. So I think every single one of those – the bullpen's huge. I mean, the Mariners traded away um, Seawald, and he wasn't even on the last year of a contract, you know. And that guy's not throwing 100 miles per hour, not 104 like Rollis Chapman is, but he's throwing 94 with rise on a little – submarine pitcher and it works you know so it's a different delivery and all the Phillies were underneath his pitches so yeah that bullpen's been very very awesome yeah Diamondbacks yeah not anywhere close to what the Texas Rangers did they're not that flashy team they're not the team where like you know everybody's name 
you pretty much know like maybe two or three guys. You know Corbin Carroll, he's going to win the NL Rookie of the Year. There's no doubt about that. And then yeah. maybe you know Zach Gallon or Merrill Kelly. Um, if you don't live on the West Coast or you're not a fan of any teams from the NL West, you really don't know many Diamondbacks players. Or Cattel um, Marte. That's maybe one maybe big that's name. Maybe that's another one, yeah. Because he's got, he has a 16-game hitting streak starting his postseason. So I think that's really impressive. But, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so like there's not a lot of players on the Diamondbacks that you know, but they get it done. And I feel like a lot of these good teams that out of all the sports, like um, you think about like the Nuggets for NBA, they have Jokic and Mitchell. But besides that, you don't really think of other players on that team, but they got it done. They got a championship win. And you look at the, the teams in baseball. Yeah, maybe the Texans do have a lot of heavy name players like Seager and, and Simeon and Scherzer. They're able to make it. You expect those kind of teams to make it. But you look at the NL, you have the Dodgers, who have players that everybody knows. You have the Phillies, players everybody knows. You have the Braves, players every, everybody knows. But you have the Diamondbacks, who beat all three of those teams. And they're able to make it with guys who barely have a name for themselves, which now they're making a name for themselves. Everybody's going to know th- this roster for sure. you got Lourdes Gurriel in left field, who's not known for the best defensive guy, but he's actually looked really good on, on the defensive side. He's able to hit the ball. You got guys on the bench like Thomas, who's coming in. Uh, Paven Smith, who's able to bring in some big pinch hit uh, singles and doubles and stuff like that to get them in a better situation. It's like Diamondbacks overall have looked great. And then you mentioned the bullpen. Ginkle has not given up a run this postseason. He's looked great as a setup man to Seawall, who's looked outstanding as well. Yeah, he's only throwing like 93, 94 on fastball. But he's got that slider that's just absolutely devastating to players. Cannot pick it up. Um, the only one that I'm worried about is Salfrank. He's been really good in the regular season. He's been struggling in the last couple of games in the, in the sixth and seventh inning. Um, they using him as a matchup guy, which goes back to opposite of what uh, Bochi and the Rangers are doing, where they're just going off of who's doing better in that situation. Salfrank may not be that best guy right now to do the matchups, but we'll see what goes on. It's been working so far, but it just hasn't been as effective as I think that they hoped. Um, but overall, I think the Diamondbacks are are the real deal. I mean, I've been on them since day one. Um, I've we uh, Connor and I went to go watch the home opener this year. I said that they might be one of the best teams in the NL. I said that they could win the division. Unfortunately, they didn't, but they were leading the division for for a good amount of time. Um, and then we did a halfway episode, and I said that they have a chance to beat the Dodgers and the Braves in the playoffs if they come and face them. What did they do? They beat the Dodgers and they beat the team that beat the Braves, which is even better. So I've I've been on the Diamondbacks from day one. So I I'm watching this team, uh, I think they just they're just a good team. No one talks about them because of the Diamondbacks, but they're just a good team. It's um, it's gonna be a good series, you know. It's not. Well, I have to sneeze. <laughs> I guess not. It's gonna no. I have to sneeze. Oh, anyway, I lost it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good series. You know, it's not going to be a series. Everybody, if if the Phillies made it or the Braves made it or let's say even the Astros. I mean, the Rangers, I got to say, even though they're they're a good team, they spend a lot of money, they're not the high market teams. They're not the Dodgers. They're not, yeah. uh, they're not uh, the Red Sox. They're not the Yankees, you know. So, for a rating standpoint, some people are going to be a little frustrated. They're like, oh, it's the Diamondbacks and the Rangers? That's not exciting teams. But when you know baseball and you truly look into it, yeah, they're exciting teams. You know, like they're yeah. they're 
two good baseball teams that and you could say all you want about oh the top seed the bye week blah 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 but and yes these are two wild card teams but at the end of the day you still got to win the games it doesn't yeah. matter how many games you played how many this and that you got to win the games at the end of the day and these teams won the games they won game seven both of them did so it's not like they're like oh one one and four and the other one one and seven. No, they both won in seven. So they both been there, and they both they're oh they didn't have tons of experience. Well, they gained experience this postseason. They've made it all the way. They didn't just get eliminated in the wild card. So yeah. all those excuses of this and that, this and that, they're off the table. My are off the table in my opinion. It's it's they got all they got all their experience in. You know yeah. now it's just World Series time. Uh, we mentioned a little earlier that they are just like the 90s or 87 Twins with a run differential. Twins went on to win the World Series. I have another little nugget here that uh, puts good history for uh, the Diamondbacks here. So every team that has beaten the Brewers in the postseason has gone on to play in the World Series. So five times in the last six years it's happened and nine times total in the 53-year history of the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, and in those uh, histories, six have won the World Series. So that's good. That's yeah. something to, to kind of note there for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, it's not everybody, but that's actually a lot. And who would have thought you beat the Brewers at going to the World Series? Yeah, the Brewers don't have don't have much success right now. And I have another stat on that. Like, there's been a couple teams where. I mean, the 1973 Mets, they had 82 wins. The 2006 Cardinals had 83 wins. Um, And the Diamondbacks this year had 84 wins. You know, so it doesn't really, you know, yeah, it matters. You made it to the playoffs. You had this many amount of wins. But as soon as, as soon as one game 162 is, your record's zero and zero again. You know, so now you just got to prove yourself. So you just made it there. You just made it through the long 162 game season, which I love. But the whole long season, so now it's now it's prove you're the best team, and it's not. And it is baseball who is hot, but in the same sense, it's also find a way to win. And that that's why mm. I feel like there's two different philosophies, and I think this is a great way to to explain both sides of how baseball can be played with two separate teams. The Diamondbacks, small ball team. The Rangers, big power team. You know, so it's a big yeah. – it's difference, you know. And so, it'll be a good series. Yeah, it's going to be a great series. So, let's talk about it. World Series. Uh, schedule has been out. All games will be on Fox. All times will be at 5.03 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, game one's on Friday, October 27th. Game two, Saturday. Game three, Monday. Game four, Tuesday. Game five, Wednesday. Game six, uh, Friday from a, uh, from the following week, November third, and Game seven, uh, Saturday, November fourth. So it seems like it's just going to be the normal scheduling, which I like. Don't change anything up. Weird time, five oh three. I don't understand that. Still, I don't get the whole oh uh, five or oh seven or oh three. When it comes to the playoffs, it seems like they only do it during playoffs for some reason. Um, but that's the schedule. All games on Fox. Check those out for sure. Uh, these two teams, though, they combined for 174 regular season wins, which happens to be the fewest combined regular season wins in a World Series matchup ever, excluding the shortened season, uh, which was 2020. So, Ketlin, World Series predictions. Who's winning, how many games, and who's your MVP? 
This is hard. I I think I know your choice, so I think I have to go opposite so we don't clear the board. I'm going <laughs> to... Save the graphic? Yeah, save the graphic. I'm going to go with Texas. I'm going to believe they're going to go seven games. It's going to be a seven-game series. Okay. And Bruce Bochy, in his playoff career, he is 6-0 and when it's uh, winner-take-all uh, as That's a manager. Yeah, so I'm going to say... He's going to make a 7-0, and he's going to win his World Series. You know, he came there for a purpose. I, I, it's going to be a great series. I, I, I really, really do. Um, if, if, they, if Texas keeps playing well, the only concern is Game 7. If it is Game 7, it will be at home for Texas. And, you know, Texas has been winning on the road a lot more. But they have won at home. But, you know, um, because they won, what was it, the – third game the third series in Baltimore they won at home um that's the only game I think they've won at home so but I do I think they'll win game seven Texas will it'll be a seven game series but Texas will win okay who's your MVP let's go with the everybody's on the Adolis train but let's go with the Corey Seager I I think Corey I think Corey Seager had success there in 2020 when he played there in Texas for the World Series and Corey Seager has the the playoff atmosphere, and he's I mean he's he's played well, but him and Simeon top one two have not played great, not like to their standard in a sense. So yeah. I, I feel like Seager is gonna pop off this World Series. So I'm going with Seager. All right, I like those picks. I really like Corey Seager too. So for my prediction, I just I keep hinting at it earlier. I gotta ride with my Arizona team, the Diamondbacks. I think Diamondbacks win in seven. Uh, I don't think all road teams are gonna win. I doubt that. I think home teams are going to have to squeak out games. Um, especially the Diamondbacks. I oh, think yeah, especially do. the Diamondbacks. Uh, but when it comes to playoffs, you're not out of it until you lose that road game or that home game, excuse me. So if Diamondbacks go down 2-0, they're not out of it. I mean, look at what they did against Philly. Going down 2-0, they didn't look good in game two. Game three, they come back and win that one. Game four, they come back and win that one. They lost game five, which was a big question mark there. And going back to Philly was tough. They were able to squeak out two wins on the road. This upcoming series, if they lose 2-0, I'm not worried. I think the Rangers are supposed to win those two games. It's going to be game three. They're going to have to win that one because winning four straight in any playoff series of any sport is not easy. So going down 2-0, don't, no dumpster fires yet. Going down 3-0, you may want to throw the dumpster fires out there. But yeah, my prediction, 2-0 is still fine, but 3-0, that's where you're, you're in some tough waters. Yeah. So, yeah, my prediction, seven games, Diamondbacks win it. Cattell Marte is going to win MVP. I, you already mentioned it. He's on that 16-game hit streak in the postseason, which is amazing. Who would have guessed? And I think he's actually going to continue on with that. I mean, this guy's so, been so consistent. He's coming up with some big clutch hits. He won that walk-off on game three. He gave him that run support in game seven against the Phillies. I think he's going to be able just to keep consistent and do it. But I also think there's going to be a few players that I'm going to circle that, that they have to keep it going. Corbin Carroll, they're going to have to use his legs more. If he gets on, they're going to have to steal some bases, manufacture those runs. Because, yeah, they're not that power-hitting team. They're going to be able to hit some home runs. But they're going to have to use that speed. And they have that speed. So use Corbin Carroll's speed more. Gabby Moreno, as long as he's healthy. This guy gets hit so much. Yeah. It's just crazy. As long as he's healthy and he's 100%. He's going to have to be big when it comes to the bats. 
And I think this, the bullpen is going to have to step up big time. I think they've already been doing well. But Saul Frank, I've been a little bit afraid with him. Keep Ryan Thompson um, 100% because he's been absolutely killing it right now. And he's got that wind-up that's so weird, that super, like, sidearm, some ring-looking pitching. Um, put him in when it's necessary because he's been killing it. And hopefully you get Ginkle and Seawall to kind of shut down the door. Hopefully you're not trying to play catch-up when you're bringing those guys in. So as long as those guys are coming out with a lead, I think the Diamondbacks are going to win those games for sure. So Diamondbacks in seven, Cattell Marte wins MVP. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I want the Diamondbacks to win because the, you know, the Rangers are in the ALS and I'm an Angels yeah. fan, but I, I don't, it's going to be a great series. You know, my, my playoff predictions and stuff with you before I, I was not, I, I think I said Dodgers versus the Astros and Dodgers winning. So I'm, I was wrong on that on the preseason, on the, before the postseason happened, yeah. but, um, Team surprised the Diamondbacks surprised the ever you know and it's like I said it's not always it could be who's the best player best team but it also could be who finds a way to win it's baseball anything yeah. could happen it's not it's not all analytics it's not this and that this and that it's who finds a way who gets that clutch hit who takes a walk you know even though the Astros lost that series I'll go back to that Astros series. When John Singleton took that walk, and then out Jose Altuve got up and got the three-run home run. That's clutch. Even though I know we're talking World Series, but the point is, it's just like you got to have those good at bats. You got to have. I mean, Evan Longoria, he's batting one thirty-five. I'm looking here right now, two doubles, three RBIs. But this guy's still he he went to the post World Series with the Rays, and then now he's. Now he's here with the Diamondbacks. These guys find ways to win. He's batting 135, and he's still starting every day because he's still being there on the field. That veteran giving, guy makes a difference. Giving the team an opportunity to win a game. He might be batting 135, but he's still getting a hit. He get he got a couple doubles in some series. He was getting clutch hits. And it's it doesn't matter when or where, that veteran presence, like you said, because the Diamondbacks don't have that much. They really are a very young team. So looking at a great, great scheme of things. So I think it's good all around. Just yeah. Find a way to win. Yeah, it's going to be a great series. I really do hope no one gets swept or only is able, or the loser only wins one game. Cause I, I think this series deserves to be six or seven games for sure. That'd be that'd be pretty. Not boring, but it'd be sad because of like. You know, two teams that just went game seven, and then it would be lopsided. That's not what you want as yeah. a fan, or a, because we're we're not a rain, you're you're saying snakes alive, but we're angel fan. You know, so we just yeah. we, but we want to have a good baseball series. You know what I mean? So yeah, end the season off well. I don't want to see a sweep. I don't want to see a five game series. I want to exactly. see a six or seven game series where it's head to head, close games, no blowouts. Yeah, the the ten to one. I think the score was game two for the. Phillies versus Diamondbacks, that was terrible. And you're like, and that was a lot of the postseason, to be honest with you, until the championship series. Yeah, until the championship series, it was a lot of blowouts on one side or the other. And you're just like, where's base? Where's the competitive nature of this? Are these teams, some of these teams don't deserve to be in the playoffs? What, what's the deal? You know, there was a lot of questions of people like, reseeding and I know we talked about that in the last and the one the other world series podcast where we talked about reseeding instead of just like having a set bracket it should be off 
yeah. um, like one seed versus the lowest seed in a sense, because otherwise it's just, it's becoming lopsided in one set. You know what I mean? So I'm glad these two series were both game seven back, back and forth, back and forth. And the, the Rangers and the Diamondbacks found ways to win. So I think that's yeah. what was important. Yeah, it's good stuff. It was it was much better at the end. All right, dude. Any final comments for the World Series? Anything you want to mention? Things you're doing? Projects you got going on? No, I think it's good. It'll be a great series. Game one, Friday, October 27th on Fox, 5.03 Pacific Standard Time. So check that out because it's going to be a great series. Absolutely. So that will do it for us. I appreciate you guys listening. I appreciate Kevin for sure for showing up and helping me out with this one. Appreciate it, dude. Of course. Anytime. Check out the links down below for our Twitter and Instagram. When we post new episodes, uh, we'll post graphics when those come out. So check out those. Um, Keep on sharing about the podcast. It helps us out. Subscribe, like, share, all that fun stuff. Appreciate you guys listening. Check out baseball this weekend and have an awesome weekend. We'll see you guys later. Adios.